You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back for another podcast with me this evening is Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolph fans. All right. Another win. Another win, Louis. Jim Mandich. All right. Eight and three. Eight and three. When's yep. the last time we were eight and three? Do you recall? I do not. I well, honestly do not. That should tell you something right there. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we've, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to throw something out there that's not accurate, but Eight and three, that's where we're at right now. And, um, you know, the game the game was quite interesting. You know, it was a tale of two halves, right? Uh, the first half. Well, I got to tell you, I really enjoyed the first half. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. It was, you know, it's funny because you go in the football games and, you know, you're playing a 1-9-1 and one team, right? Or 1-8-1 and one at the time. They're now 1-9-1. and one. Right. Um, They're probably the worst team in football, but they've been – at times competitive. And if you look around the NFL and you look, I mean, just, just look at Thursday's game, you know, between Buffalo and Detroit. I mean, that went down to the wire, right? Right. I mean, you know, Cleveland knocked off Tampa. Cleveland hasn't been playing very well. I mean, we, we pounded them pretty good. We sure did. You know, there's week in and week out, there's surprises beyond surprises. And when you play a game like this, you're coming off a bye week, you may come out flat. There's a lot of different things that can happen when you're coming off a bye week. You know, we came out on fire. And I mean, that's what we've been doing in a lot of football games. I mean, we come out and we're rocking and we're rolling. You know, in years past, we used to do this. We used to come out of the gates like a whirlwind. Then we just go in the tank for a couple of, the shit tank for a couple of quarters. And, um, we wouldn't see any, any type of drive for, you know, two full quarters. This year, it's a little bit different. Um, we're consistent. You know, we're driving. We're, you know, we're, we're after our opening drive. We're continuing to put the pressure, you know, pedal to the metal. You know, we're really putting a lot of pressure on teams' defenses. I mean, we're, we're just impossible to stop when we're completely healthy. Uh, we're, we're very tough. I don't know if there's a tougher offense to stop in football right now with the exception of maybe Kansas City, you know, because of the way Mahomes plays football. But if you look, Mike, at, you know, even Kansas City's offense, they've got an exceptional player in Kelsey, and then they have a lot of really good football players, you know, decent wide receivers. You know, right. you, look, you look at our, you know, our team as a whole, the running backs. I mean, you know, I like our two running backs over Kansas City's, even though Pacheco's been playing much better of late. You know, I like our receiving core over Kansas City's. You, you look at offenses around the NFL, and I think that the Dolphins are right up at the top right now. Um, you know, as far as and I and I'm not talking about statistically. 
I'm talking about just watching, you know, offenses week in and week out because statistics sometimes, you know, they're kind of skewed because of how football, like just, just look at today's game, for example. I mean, we literally, if we would have stayed healthy and needed to score more points, you know, I think we would have put 60 points up if we needed to today, right? I mean, we would have been unstoppable. I mean, Tua would have probably threw 500 yards or at least 400. So, you know, as you look at our offense, I mean, we're, we're very, very tough to stop. We really are. We throw a lot of different things at you, and um, it was fun to watch, Mike. Agreed. You know, you Tua came out, and, and there was a little bit of rust early, but uh, they got the job done. I mean, they they <laughs> – they beat the crap out of Houston. I mean, they were uh, efficient. He was uh, accurate as usual. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't quite have the stats that he had in previous weeks, but you know, he he played what a uh, half the third quarter and ended up with almost three hundred yards passing, two hundred ninety nine exactly. yards. Yeah, he was. You a can't complain short. about that, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, it, it's you know, he's like night and day this year. You know, as you watched him today, yeah, we saw example, him create. I mean, third and seven on the opening drive, you know, he hit Swaddle for 22 yards. I mean, in years past, you know, in the last, the first couple of years, you know, we'd see third and fours, third and threes, very makeable third downs. And, you know, a third and seven is not, you know, it's a decent amount of yards. You know, we would look at this and cringe in years past. And, you know, they just connect on these things and, and we're just becoming numb to the fact that they're going to do it over and over again because he they do. is much more accurate, I believe, than he was for his first couple of seasons here. He is just completing more passes in the intermediate area of the field that he struggled with. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one thing. The other thing, Mike, is the separation. Sure. It, I mean... When, when the ball's getting thrown down the field, there's not defenders even on our guys. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, th- there are times where they are, obviously, but there's a lot of situations where the ball's getting thrown down the middle and they're catching the ball in the receipt. I mean, the defender's like five yards behind them. Yep. Um, you know, it happens over and over and over again. And um, I can't say enough about the scheme about the way Tua is is playing. Now, coming off of what you just said, Mike, you know, um, the confidence and, and the, create, the creativity on certain plays today was fantastic. He was moving around in the yes. pocket, very patient, no happy feet. You know, he took the sacks. Um, in years Had a couple pa- of throwaways, right? Couple of throwaways, couple of sacks. In years past, we've, we, we would see him try to force things. Um, when he was going down, which, you know, we, we would cringe, you know, because you'd see him going to the ground and trying right. to throw a ball away and, you know, fumble <laughs> and just throw stupid passes. I mean, he, he's much more confident. He's much more poised this year. Today, he did exactly what you needed to do. I mean, you know, you go back a year and, you know, I, I talk about this all the time, you know, against teams like Jacksonville last year and Atlanta, not real good defensive football teams where he just struggled. He didn't play well at all. He made some big mistakes in those games. You know, look at the comparison to what he's doing this year in these type of games that we should win. He's going out and he's absolutely dominating. And... um He's not throwing interceptions. Now, there were a couple passes that were a little shaky today, you know, as far as balls that could have been picked. But 
I'm telling you, since the Pittsburgh game, Mike, you know, where he just had an absolute horrible game in regard to that, I don't know if I've seen many. I'm pretty sure he's got three games straight without an interception, if I'm not mistaken. If not four. Yeah. It it could very well be four. Um, You know, the bottom line is this, is that the guy's playing at an exceptional level. Um, The team as a whole offensively is doing a great job. Now, running the ball today, I think, you know, the Texans were kind of sitting on it to some extent because we didn't run the ball very well today. Um, You know, Wilson averaged about three yards a carry, and we've been doing much better than that. Um, But Gaskin was about the same. But what I found very, very interesting coming into this football game was the fact that, you know, Texans can be ran on, right? And and we were passing the ball over and over and over again. You go back and you look at our drives early on in the, in this football game, Mike. And I'm telling you, we had few and far between in regard to running plays. It was pass, 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 pass. Do you and, think maybe McDaniel is getting a little cocky with other teams' inability to cover his wideouts? Uh, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't be cocky. But it, w- it was interesting to me that they passed as much as they did. I'm going to go back to the first drive right now. Right, we had. A pass to Waddle, a pass to Hill. Uh-huh. Wilson ran for three yards. Then an incomplete pass to Wilson. Then a deep pass to Waddle. All right? We had a penalty on the next play, offensive holding. And Tua threw an incompletion. He threw a, a second incompletion. And then he threw a third incompletion. So basically on that drive, we threw the ball 10 of the 11 plays. Right? right? Um, let's go to the second possession. Two at a Sherfield, two at a Hill. Wilson for no gain. Tyreek Hill on an end around for five yards. Pass to Hill, pass to Sherfield. Wilson for minus one, pass to Smite, touchdown. Most of the play, and then on our third possession, it was much of the same. I don't want to keep going, you know, play by play by play. But even on the third possession, it was three, four, five, six. It was six straight passes, not one run on our third possession. Right. And that, that's the way it was for most of the first half. I mean, I, if, I could be mistaken, but I want to say that at the half, he had somewhere between 22 and 30 pass attempts just in the first half alone, which is crazy. Yeah. But that's what they do nowadays. You know, I guess, you know, in our offense, we're passing the ball a lot more than running the football. I just felt today, and I think we both did, you know, when we did the previous show, all all of us, I think Daniel was on the show as well, that they would probably run the ball a lot more today. And we felt that Wilson was going to have a big day and it wasn't the case. But no. The great thing about our offense, Mike, is that we can take a day like today running the football and still dominate, which is exactly what we did. You know, we, we did not have a lot, of, a lot of yards rushing today. I think our total for the day was, let's see, 66 yards total. And that's including five yards out of Thompson on a scramble. So it was not <laughs> a big day rushing the football. For no, us it, was, it was actually kind of ugly. 
it was kind of ugly. I mean, they got no push. It was no real holes. Um, I want to say that our longest run of the day was by Gaskin for 10 yards. Yeah. You know, and uh, his other five carries, he had seven, he had seven yards total. Yeah. Um, when he came in, you know, for a while when Wilson went down with the injury. So it was an interesting game. You know, I felt that Tua's starting to remember when we talked about this a few weeks back in regard to other guys, you know, getting involved in the right. offense, you know, Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill, you know, were basically getting the majority of the sure. targets and they did again today and, and they should, but you sprinkle in Craycraft, four catches for 55 yards, Sherfield, two catches for 33, Cedric Wilson, two for 26. Yeah. They've all been fairly reliable. Exactly. You know, our boy Gusecki, one Who? target today. No receptions, no yards. Interesting, you know? I mean, just interesting. They're just not throwing to him. Nope. I mean, all these other, you know, Mike, you know, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. I think that they like other guys on the field in these situations getting passes thrown to them. I think that, you know, Gusecki is a guy that basically, you know, red zone maybe. Well, that's um, where they used him, right? You know, well, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. They threw to him. It wasn't completed, but they no, threw they to threw him. to him once right. in yeah, yeah. in the red zone. But I think that when you look at our offense and you line up in passing situations, you know, do you want Kaseki on the field or do you want Sherfield or Cray Craycraft? Somebody like that because they're being much more productive in those situations. You know, they're able to get open and they're able to make plays. I mean, Craycraft was fantastic today, and Sherfield had a couple nice catches as well. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, you're going to see a lot more three, four receiver sets on the field, and Gusecki's playing time. It's, I'm, I'm very curious, Mike, as to how many plays he was actually on the field today, you know, and to, we'll find out once the, um, you know, the grades and everything yeah, come in the morning. out. Uh-huh. We'll know more tomorrow, and we could talk a little bit more about it on Wednesday. But, Getting back to Tua and spreading the ball around, he did a phenomenal job today. Um, it was the game went exactly like it should have in the first half, the second half, you know, due to the um, the injuries. And you had kind of an update on Armstead, right? Yes. Um, go ahead. The injury, according to Ian Rappaport and uh, Tom Palacero, is it's not as bad as they originally thought it would be. He's going to miss some time, but the hope is he'll be back on the field at some point relatively soon. Okay, that's good. Did they talk about Austin Jackson's injury no. at all or no? No. I guess he's not important. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not say that. Well, he is going to be extremely important if Armstead cannot go next week because I don't know what you do in that situation. Because I don't know either because that's, that's, you're going to be between a rock and a hard place. Well, I believe Boza plays – he would be going up if Austin Jackson plays right tackle. And if he's healthy, he'd be going up against Boza next week in San Francisco. I think he lines up on that side. My thought was, what are they going to do here? I mean, do you take Austin Jackson and put him on the left side because he played a lot? You know, he played quite a bit over there. And Shell's been doing a decent job on the right side, you know. So, uh They'll decide upon what the best scenario is if Armstead can't go. Either way, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. They're going to have to come up with a very good game plan against a very good San Francisco team. But um, 
Anyway, getting back to this game, Mike, what, what did you think of our defense? You know, in this football game, we talked about the offense. This is not last year's defense. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's just not last year's defense. Mm-hmm. They they have to play differently, and, and you're starting to see them play differently. They went out and they brought in Chubb, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you see how they're attacking it. They're 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 sending blitzes, but they're not sending the reckless blitzes that they were sending last year. You know what I mean? With right, where they were pretty much sending the house. So. You know, I I don't I don't have a big problem with the defense because I know that there are some weaknesses out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've got some players that need to be replaced. Right. You know, you look at the secondary, and um, you know we we've, we've been holding it together. I mean, you know, you've got Holland who's having me personally. I feel he's having an average season. You know, and he's. I agree not, with that. You know, I don't know if he's playing at a Pro Bowl level like we were expecting him to. Um, you know, X-Man, you know, he tends to shut down the other team's receivers. And I think today, you know, you look at Brandon Cooks. And, and- I'll say this to you, Lou. Uh, Howard has actually not shut down the opposing receivers as much as he has in years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know that. I yeah, mean, absolutely. The QBR I mean, against him is pretty high, you know? It is high, but... You know, again, you're going against, you know, really, really good receivers. Of course. If it's not glaring, um, you know, to where he's just constantly getting burnt by the opposite side, I'm okay with him because I I actually thought he had one of his better games today. Yeah, he's out on an island and, um, you know, they're they're two top receivers. You know, Cooks had 59 yards on five catches. Collins had six for 44. You'll take that. Yeah, you look at our secondary, right? And, you know, X-Man going forward, you know, over these next, you know, five weeks or whatever, I mean, he's going to be going up against some really, really tough yes. receivers. And, yep. um, you know, you got Debo Samuel, you've got Keenan Allen, uh, you know, you've got the guys in Green Bay, this kid Watson who's coming on, and Lazard. Got Stephon Diggs before that. You got Diggs. I mean, you know, you've got – You've got some really, really tough receivers that you're going to be going up against. So he's going to have to step his game up because, you know, the safety position, you know, Roe was in there quite a bit. You know, um, the other kid that had an interception, oh, God, what's his name, Mick, uh, McKinley. You know, those guys are back there. The linebackers. That was, are, that was a nice play McKinley made, by the way. Yeah, it was. It was. And, you know, the linebackers and the guys up front are really – really holding this team together right now. And they're going to have to do it going forward. I mean, you know, when we play next week, um, you know, against Garoppolo, it, it's, it's key. It's key that we put pressure on him because to me, he's an average quarterback. If, if you rush him, he will make mistakes. So they're going to have to put pressure on him next week. And with the receiving core that they have between Kittle and IU and Debo, they're really, really tough. I mean, that's a trio right there that, you know, you could basically put up against anybody in the NFL, and, you know, they're right up at the top, that trio right there, those three guys. And, you know, then you throw McCaffrey in the, in the mix and, and Elijah Mitchell at running back, and that's tough. I mean, their weakness on offense is, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, the quarterback. So, you know, you have to attack the quarterback 
with that in mind. They're going to have to put him down on the ground quite a bit and pressure him and get a few turnovers if they're expecting to win that football game. You know, they've got to play a little bit better. Today they played an outstanding first half. This offense that they went up against is, is not a very good one, to say the least. But they did what they needed to do. They put pressure on them. You know, the second half, they made them drive the football a little bit at a time where we really needed them to step up, right? Yeah. You know, we lost the tackles. Two is getting sacked. You know, they're trying to get him out of the football game. And lo and behold, what happens, you know, the defense allows the Texans to basically put three drives together to get points on the board. I think they um, kicked a field goal on one of the three drives. And um, I felt that, you know, they kind of sat back a little bit late. And they did. They and, did. And to me, Mike, what I, what I didn't necessarily agree with in the philosophy, you know, coming off of what we were just talking about in regard to, you know, the, the defense basically playing a bend but don't break, right? That's because that's what they were doing. They yes, weren't, absolutely. They weren't being overly aggressive. They were just saying, all right, we'll give you yards, this and that. Yeah. But then the offense was being overly aggressive at a time where they didn't need to be. I mean, the score is 30 nothing, whatever it was. And I mean, you know, you're passing the ball. You know, you've got Thompson coming. Even after Tua got sacked three or four times, you got Thompson coming into the football game. And you have him airing the ball out rather than just running the ball a few times and punting and putting it on your defense, letting them drive the field, you know? Yep. You know, it, it, it was weird because the defense kind of, you know, was not aggressive and the offense continued to stay aggressive, even with the injuries to the tackles and with two out of the football game. And, right. you know, I, I just felt that they, you know, they were flirting with disaster there. You know, I mean, one big turnover in our own end and it becomes a one score game at some point with a lot of time on, on the clock. So, you know, it, it was just weird to me. It really well, he, was. He eventually said after the game that it really wasn't fair to the guys in the game, you know, him for being him, who, him to be over aggressive. Him being who? Uh, McDaniel. McDaniel. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and, and he's absolutely right. I mean, you know, that's the way I felt. Me and you were talking during the game and I said, I don't understand why they're being so aggressive at this point. I mean, they're flirting with disaster here. There were a couple passes you know, a couple times where the pressure was all around them and, he, you know, he escaped to some extent. But, you know, why mess around with that? You know, I mean, run the ball a few times, throw a couple safe passes and call it a day. You know, you're throwing 50, 60 yard bombs down the field to Waddle, you know, in the fourth quarter. I mean, get him off the field for the love of God. I mean, you don't need you right. don't need an in, another injury, you know, to a guy like that in a game that's basically already been decided. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, that, that's the one negative I have from the coaching today. Otherwise, they, you know, I felt that they, you know. They, he's they aggressive did. by nature. That's just, his, that's just the way he thinks. And he's, you know, he apologized and he said he's going to do better and this and that and the other thing. But, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's his mindset and I like it, but there are cons to it. And today you saw that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, we still won the football game, but, you know, you started getting a little nervous at, at one point, you know, you're like, yeah, you My have God, to know I've... when to say when, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you put the kid in that situation, you know, and if Armstead and, and Jackson are in the football game, fine. You want to be aggressive. You want him to get some work in. You want the offense to get some work in. 
Fantastic. But I think you also had Wilson off the field at that point, too, or on a couple of those drives. So Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you've got a lot of pieces missing. And Tyreek got hurt as well, didn't he? Yes. I don't think Tyreek played most, mo- most of the fourth quarter. So, right. you know, I mean, just, you know, just take it easy. Take it easy. We don't need any. God, the one thing we didn't want was coming out of this football game. Beat up. With any kind of beat up situation in regard to injuries. And, um, you know, unfortunately we had a couple, hopefully they're not that serious. And, you know, even if they do miss one game, you know, that's one game, you know, we need them down the stretch and that's, that's the key. You know, um, you want to go out and you want to compete week in and week out, but Hey, you know, if, if it, if Armstead needs a week off, then so be it, you know, let them do it. You know, it's one game. Let's hope it's only one game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Anybody else, Mike? That stood out, you know, Tua was fantastic. You know, I felt the receivers, you know, are great, you know, as they are. Well, so, somebody week. stood out in a bad way, and that was Waddle. I mean, he's dropping too many passes, you know. Yeah, he dropped uh, a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, catches in his hands, you know what I mean? It's, you know, you, you can have a drop that you, you can forgive because it was a tough catch, but these weren't really tough catches. Yeah, I mean, one of them he had to go up for, but boy, they're right. hitting his hands, and he's it, capable. Yeah, exactly. It's a pass he should have had, but he's, yeah. But you look on the defensive side, and uh, as I said, I thought Howard played well today. Um, I thought you know that the pass rush was good on on Houston's quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it slipped a little bit in the second half, uh, mm-hmm. but but uh, by and large, I thought the front seven played fairly well. I thought so. I mean, you know, Chubb, you know, I saw him in, you know, he he came around. He had a nice uh, strip. You know, they were fortunate on a few of those plays, Mike. My God, twice I think the ball bounced right in the right offensive, into their men. Yep. Into their offensive yeah. lineman's hands. Phillips had a sack, right? Phillips, Phillips looked very, very good today. You know, he was running around the field. He's creating pressure. He's breaking down the pocket. And that's what you want. I mean, without a question of a doubt. I mean, to me, Chubb, you know, I saw him on a couple of plays. I mean, we'll find out when we look at the grades. I guess we'll talk about grades um, on Wednesday a little bit, um, you know, before we preview the 49ers, uh, because we don't have those in front of us right now. They weren't ready yet. But, um, you know, to me, Chubb, you know, 
going down the stretch here against some of these quarterbacks, he, you know, he's got to be a difference maker, you know, especially with Ogba being gone. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that we traded for, we gave up a lot for. He's getting paid a lot. He's got to well, play. It's, it's not just him. You know, you got yeah. Phillips, you got Chubb, and you got Ingram, and the three of those guys have to bring the heat. Absolutely, Van Ginkle. No, there's other guys. There's no question about yeah. it, Mike. But, you know, the guys that are getting paid the money and you gave up a lot for are the guys that you really, really need. They all need to step up. There's no question about it. I mean, these backups that are in the secondary have to play better. Um, you know, the cornerback position, whether it be Kahoo or uh, Crossan, um, those guys have to step up. But um, Well, Kahoo's not going to step up much further. I think he was, <laughs> he was like the 23rd rated quarterback, uh, cornerback, I'm sorry, uh, in the league. So, you know, he's not going to get much better than yeah. that this year anyway. It's pretty you know? good, though. Yeah. It's not bad. It's excellent. You know. It's excellent. You know, I you mean, know, he was a free agent. Yep, exactly. So going forward, the guys up front really got to make the difference. The linebacking play, to me, has just been exceptional, you know, this year. They really have. They've all been, you know, Van Ginkle has a nose for the football. He's always around it. And Baker's played very, very well all season. And Alandon Roberts, you know, he'll stick people. You know, he I felt he's had a, you know, I feel that he's had a very solid season. So against you know, the run, against the pass, I don't like to watch. Yeah, him. no, he's not. He's not a guy that should even be on the field in passing situations. But it is what it is. We know what his strengths and what his weaknesses are. But I mean, I think overall they've done a pretty solid job. You know, over the course of the season. You know, you come out of this football game. You know, we gotta just cross our fingers. And, and hope that the injuries aren't severe and that, you know, these guys can get back on the field pretty quickly because the offense right now, when we're completely healthy, is very, very tough to stop. They really are. I mean, they're tough. I don't give a damn about San Francisco's defense, Buffalo's defense, San Diego's defense. Doesn't not, it does not matter to me. You know, I feel that our offense, if we're healthy, there's nobody that can stop us. You know, they can't cover our receivers and our schemes are very, very tough to defend, you know? And as long as Tua executes, we're going to be in good shape. Well, he's been executing. I mean, he's been executing at a pretty high level. Absolutely. Probably a higher level than either you or I thought he ever would. Not in a million years, Mike. I mean, it's a different quarterback, you know? Completely. Listen. Completely. You don't see the happy feet. You you know, it's all the way around. His His entire game looks better. It's just, and you know what, Mike? I statistics you know he's number one here he's number one there he's number one here well last year how many debates did we get into on the facebook pages you know in regard to well he's he's third in the league you know in this and third in the league in that and second in the league in that but the bottom line was points we were scoring 13 16 19 points a game we were not scoring we were not putting points on the board. He is a completely different quarterback. I don't care what anybody says, plain and simple. He's a completely different quarterback than what we have seen over the first couple of years. Today was a perfect example of him not panicking, not getting happy feet, not going back in the pocket 10 yards and throwing off his back foot down the field. Exactly. Stepping up, spinning out. Moving around in the pocket, he did a fantastic job in doing that. And that was so nice to see because that was, was something that we didn't see much last year. 
And yep. I, I just, I need that. You know, I need that from my quarterback. He's, he's got to be able to create when a play breaks down. And, uh, as and long he did. As, yeah, and as long as he does that, they're going to be a really good offense. Really good. The other thing, you're absolutely right. The other thing is, you know, him checking down. I mean, how many times did we see him just look at his first read and throw to his first read? And if he did check down, he dumped it. In uh-huh. the flattery, threw a ball away. He is literally going to his first read, second read, sometimes his third read, and actually connecting on passes in those situations, which is something that, he was and not he's doing. he's using his eyes to manipulate the defense. Absolutely. Just, like yep. I said, he just Watch looks like a completely different quarterback than we saw the first couple of seasons under uh, those uh, offensive coordinators. Coordinators and, you know, he, I think he's gotten away from a lot of bad habits, Mike, that, yep. that, that he yep. developed. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think the scheme is brilliant for him. It's brilliant for him because he just has him. to drop back and throw. He doesn't have to think, look and throw, you yep. know? Yep. The you guy's got, open, throw. If not, yes. move on. <laughs> multiple guys all over the field. You know, multiple guys. You I know, mean, they, they've taken the, uh, you know, he doesn't identify who the Mike, Mike linebacker is anymore. They've taken all that responsibility away from him. And I think it's loosened up his mind to, to just focus on the defense yep, and what he's exactly. supposed to do. And where your receivers are supposed yep. to be. And they're, you know, just trusting the fact that they're going to be there. I mean, there's times where he throws the football and the guys are there. They're wide yep. open. You know, yep. he, he does the little play action. Spins around and right down the middle of the field, there's Waddle 22 yards down the field, you know, first drive of the game. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's night and day. It really is. I mean, you know, everything that you're seeing out of him right now is a positive. I mean, you know, we, um, you know, what's interesting is, is that he threw 14 incompletions today, and I don't remember 14 incompletions, but you know, statistics are there. It's in black and white. I just don't remember a lot of incompletions. I remember. There were some drops, as I said, and, uh, you know, there were some, there were some passes that were off target, either due to pressure or just a poor throw. I remember a few that were, you know, that were pickable throws per se, but Past those, I don't remember a, a bunch. Yeah, but one of those, there was a penalty on the play because our guy got tackled. I think it was Hill. Uh, yeah. He got tackled. And, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like it should have been intercepted, but that's why, you know. I think so, it was intercepted, wasn't it? I don't it might, it might have been. I don't remember. but I don't remember. Maybe that was another game. I don't know at yeah, all. Yeah, the, po- the point to it is, I, I, you know, he played better than maybe those 14 incompletions would show. Oh, he definitely did. That's what I was saying, that I don't remember – all those incompletions because it seemed like they were hitting on just about everything that they were throwing, and that's and without a running. That's game why we talk so. about taking stats in context. You know, when you when you you have to figure out why the stats are what they are, and when you go right. back and look at them, you know, on film and and just understand what you're seeing, you you can you can justify a lot of those incompletions. Absolutely. I mean, last year, you know, the the whole thing with the completion percentage. You know, I mean. Yeah, he was throwing six incompletions the whole game. Yeah, but the passes were all within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Look at what they're doing this year. How many balls are 20, you know, somewhere between 10 to 25 yards down the field? That's where they're attacking. And over again, over and over. It's just a great, great, it's a fun, it's really a fun thing to watch. It really is. 
I don't know what Waddle averaged per catch last year, Mike, but you know what his number is this year? What? Just take a wild guess. Just take a guess. I have no idea. 10 yards a catch? How about 17.2? Yeah. 17.2. And what is Hill? Do you have that? Hold on a minute. I'm going to go back as we're sitting here and talking and go back to last year, okay? His average per reception uh, last year was 9.76 yards per catch, less than 10 yards per reception. So, I mean, he's almost doubled what, you know, what he was doing last year in regards to his average per reception. That's a t- statistic that's extremely interesting to me, you know. But Tyreek Hill, Mike, I mean, he's, you know, he's basically got to be around the same. I'll look him up real quick. He's actually at 14.2, which is still yeah. fantastic. Sure. It's great. Can't beat it. Well, you got to figure half the defense is following Hill wherever he goes, you know. <laughs> exactly. So. I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, are doing an exceptional job. Even some of the other guys, you know, like Sherfield and as, as I mentioned, Craycraft, they're doing a great job. Sherfield's averaging over 11 yards per reception, yeah. you know, and, and he's, you know, like our, an afterthought in the offense. I mean, this is what good football teams do. You know, they, they, they overcome, you know, injuries on the defensive side and they still go out and they win football games and they're in great shape. They're in great shape right now, but I'm very, very concerned about Armstead missing games. Yeah, because it really is going to affect the timing of our offense, and you may see Tua make some mistakes that he's not been making, and I really don't want to see that. So, well, you look at it this way, Mike. You know, um, you look at teams. Everybody's dealing with injuries, right? I mean, the Bills just lost Miller for the season. I mean, that when we go up against them, I mean, that's a major loss for Buffalo. I don't feel sorry for them. I don't, exactly. Nobody's (laughs) going to feel sorry for us. But my point is, is that there are teams, you know, week in and week out that are dealing with injuries, you know, and it's something that we are not going to be able to use as an excuse because, you know, one man does not make a team. You know, the next man up, the guy's got to step up. They've got to design an offense that's going to be you know, somewhat successful. You know, you can't be as aggressive maybe as you've been. You may have to run the ball a little bit more. You may have to grind it out, but they're more than capable of doing that as far as I'm concerned. I mean, well, right. Armstead was probably their best run blocker. Right. I mean. Oh, you know, you lose that. You know, you're, you're losing a Pro Bowl caliber player and you're putting somebody in his place that's a journeyman. Yep. I, no, there's no question about that. But so it's going to be a drop off. There's no question. There's no question. But, you know, you've got to go out. I mean, San Diego's got a lot of injuries. You know, San Francisco, I think, is pretty healthy right now. Um, You know, Buffalo's had quite a few injuries on the defensive side. Their defense isn't the same. And, you know, you just got to go out there and you got to play your game. I mean, you still got Tyreek Hill and Waddle and these type of guys. Maybe do a lot of bubble screen type of things. You get the ball off a little bit quicker. You don't go down the field as much. You know, you've got enough talent on this team, you know, throw to the running backs, do whatever you need to do, get the tight ends involved. They're going to have to come up with something, you know, something. Maybe the tight end stays in a lot more and helps out the left tackle. You know, they, they, they've got to adjust. You know, they, they're just not going to be able to be They've got to wait to figure it out. 
They have a week to figure it out. The good news, Mike, is that, you know, right now we are sitting in the number two spot in the AFC. And, you know, you look at all the teams that are basically trailing us and, um, you know, it, it, it's nice. You know, it, it's nice that we've got, you know, the Buffalo and the Jets would both be in the playoffs right now. They play each other again. You know, Cincinnati doesn't have a walk in the park. They play Kansas City next week. Right. And these are teams that are trailing us. You know, Baltimore plays Denver next week. Um, you know, the Jets play at Minnesota next week. I mean, these are not easy games. I mean, you know, New England plays Buffalo next week. So that's the schedule next week. Now, you know, as much as I'd love to win this football game, you know, next week, I mean, with the games that I just threw at you, I mean, some of these other teams really have to win too. I mean, you know, they, they, these are important games because they're still behind us by a game. All Every time teams. you win, the next game becomes more important. Yep. Exactly. And people look at it the opposite, but that's not really true, you know, uh, because the more you win, the more important the games get. Exactly. You, listen, we're, you've got an opportunity right now, okay, to, to win this division, you know, going forward. I mean, you that's got to be the goal, Lewis. That's, you have to. I mean, what do we got? How many games do we have left right now? Well, we've how got, many have we what, played, six, right? Six, we're eight, we've, got eight six, and three. we've got six more games to yep. play down the stretch here. With six games left, we've got a really, really good opportunity to win this division. You know, we're six and two in the conference, Mike. That's another big plus. You yes. know, we've, we've got a positive over a lot of these other teams that we're going to be battling for playoff spots. So as long as, you know, we hold our own down the stretch, we're going to be in pretty good shape this year. You know, we can't you know, we, we got to go out there, play game to game. And, um, you know, I think this team's talented enough and they're coached well enough to win a good amount of these football games down the stretch. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, you look around the AFC, Mike, and, you know, Baltimore, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, look, I in mean, this league, you don't know from week to week what's going to happen. You, you know, uh, exactly. I mean, who, you know, who would have thought, right, you know, the Jaguars, you know, come back. They score 18 points in the fourth quarter and beat them. Yeah. 18 points. Yeah. I mean. Crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, they've done that before. You know, they've done that. They did it against us, Baltimore. You know, they've lost some tough football games. They have. Right now, they're tied with Cincinnati in first place in their division. Um, you know, C- Cincinnati wound up going over to Tennessee and beating them. So, you know, you look around the AFC right now, Mike, and I'll tell you, our division's a tough, tough division. You know, we've got three other good teams in our division, but the other divisions, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston, all with losing records. You know, the, the, the Raiders and Denver have losing records. The Chargers are a game over 500. They barely won today. So all you got to do. You got to barely win <laughs> as exactly. long as you win. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's I all mean, that matters. Yeah, Houston and I mean Pittsburgh and Cleveland are pretty much out of it. You know, so it's getting down to you know a handful of teams in the AFC. And um, what do you got? Seven that go into the playoffs now. I mean, you know, the chances are pretty good right now. You know, I, I I'm trying to be as positive as possible 
Um, but you know, things are looking good right now, as long as we don't, you know, just listen, go uh, let's tank. not, let's not BS anybody. We've got a tough schedule ahead. We've got, uh, you know, these three road games in a row and, uh, we've got the Patriots to play again. We've got the jets to play again. So they're going to have to play well, and they're going to have to get over these injuries. You know, they're going to have to make adjustments. They're going to have to coach. Well, they're going to have to play well. When you're going on the road for three in a row, that's a tough ask. I mean, to ask a team to win those three, that is a tough ask. No so, doubt. you know, they're just going to have to do the best they can do and, you know, let the chips fall where they fall. But uh, if they plan on winning them, they're going to have to be at the top of their game. Absolutely. Well, let me let, – and, Mike, every team is in the same boat. I'm going to throw you Buffalo's schedule. Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. Down the stretch. At New England, the Jets at right. home. Miami at home, at Chicago, and, you know, if Fields is playing, that's no gimme. Right. December 24th at Chicago, at Cincinnati, and then they, and they come home and play New England. So they have New England twice on their schedule down the stretch. They have us, the Jets, Cincinnati, and Cincinnati. That's not an easy schedule either. Every single team basically down there. I mean, I'm going to throw the jet schedule at you real quick too, and then we can, you know, get off of this situation. But <laughs> the Jets, the Jets down the stretch, okay? And these are the two teams that, you know, basically will be fighting us, you know, for the division. They're sure. at Buffalo. I mean, they're at Minnesota this week, right? Should be yeah. a very tough game for them, right? Minnesota's yeah. no slouch. At Buffalo. So they've got two road games ahead of them. They, then they play Detroit, who, you know, just played Buffalo, you know, tooth and nail. Then they play Jacksonville. They play at Seattle. And then they play us the final week of the season. So, you know, you may. That's not, that's not as tough as ours. Not as tough. But going over, listen, going up to Seattle and winning is not an easy thing. Um, Seattle's playing much better football. Jacksonville's not. Not an easy team to beat either, but that's an easier schedule. There's no doubt about it, but their next two games against Minnesota and Buffalo are, are on the road are both right. very tough football games. Those are games. tough games. They mm-hmm. are tough football games. So those are the teams in our division and what they're looking at. And, um, you know, I, I don't expect the Jets to win either one of those games coming up. I really don't. So, you know, we'll see how things unfold if, in fact, they do f- – fall in these next two games they'll go to seven and six you know with basically the you know the few game the four games left so right you know they, they would literally have to win out and that includes beating us the last week of the season i know we're getting way ahead of ourselves but it's fun to talk about this you know they do it on nfl network all the time well look you know <laughs> this time of year mike they start talking about you know your your your, your chances of making the, the percentage Right. right of what your chances are of making the playoffs. This is right around the time they start doing it. So, you know, we're in good shape right now. Let's stay in good shape. You know, we got to just keep winning. Got to figure out a way to win in San Francisco. Absolutely. And today, Mike, you know what? The Saints played them very tough. I mean, they shut their offense. I mean, my goodness, if New Orleans had any any type of offense at all today, they could have pulled off an upset. I think the final score was like 13 to nothing. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was. I'm a little worried about our offense going against their defense. I'm not going to lie. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mike, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nobody can cover our receivers. If two well, has I, three I seconds that, to throw the got, football, well, there you go, right there. They can't. They can't cover our guys. They just can't do it. Now, what's going to be interesting about that game, Mike, is you know the fact that you know they know each other, right? Yes. Yes. You know, McDaniel yes. is well aware of what of what they do and why they do it. What they do and why they do it, and basically vice versa. Right. So it's going to be a very interesting game, and maybe that's a football game that you see them go in different directions. But, you know, I feel that, and I, and I say this all the time too, I feel that it doesn't matter if a team knows what you're throwing at, you know, what, what's getting thrown at them. It can't stop it. They can't stop it. Teams know what we're going to do. And they, they haven't been able to stop us. No, we've talked about this for years. I mean, you know, when you're good at what you do, you do what you do. And you let them figure out how to stop you. You don't adjust to fool them. You keep doing what you do well. Exactly. You know, come out, do what you do. Um, you know, again, the injuries are part of the football game and you do have to tweak things. But, you know, um, hopefully we're able to implement a very good game plan next week, um, regardless of who's on the field. You're going to see a lot of the fullback next week. Yep. I'm more concerned, Mike. I mean, you know, and I, and I, I should have went right into this, but I'm more concerned with our defense against their offense than I am our offense against their defense. I, I'm, I'm very concerned about their offense because they have a lot of different ways they can attack. Oh, yeah, they're crazy talented. They're, they're, they've got... They've got exceptional football players all over the field. I mean, Ayuk is basically the fourth, fifth best guy on that offense. I mean, behind McCaffrey, Samuel, um, Kittle. I mean, and that's scary. Now, right, but now what, what I said to you was I'm concerned about uh, our offense against their defense, and you're sort of explaining why. <laughs> Because, you know, our offense is going to have to score points because they are going to score points. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at the game today, Mike, they, the San Francisco's offense put 13 points up against the Saint defense. I mean, I, I'm not so sure. That, that's, where, that's where I'm coming from in regard to our, our defense is going to have to hold up against a really good offense. And I think it all, it, it all evolves around Garoppolo. Because I don't think, I mean, our running, our run defense has been good all year. I don't see McCaffrey or Mitchell just killing us. I really no, I don't. don't. Not, you know, we've, like you said, we've shut down the run all year, except unless quarterbacks run. Quarterbacks kill us, but uh, yes. running backs are not getting yardage. And Garoppolo is not a, a, a big, big running type right. quarterback. So, you know, it's a situation, Mike, where they have to pressure him and, and force him into a few mistakes. If they do that, then we'll be in good shape because, I, like I said, I think he's an average quarterback on a very good football team. You know, he's not exceptional. I mean, every other quarterback that we have to go up against, with the exception of maybe the Jet quarterback the last week of the season, I think is, is it, it, they're better. You know, maybe Mac Jones is on – I would say they're – kind of on par with each other. Mac Jones and Garoppolo, I think they're kind of, you know, the same type of quarterbacks. They're capable. I agree but with they're, that. They're not, they're not outstanding. They're not world beaters, but they're efficient. Right. I mean, you've got to go against Herbert, and, you got, and hopefully Mike Williams is still out in a couple of weeks because I know he didn't play today. 
you got to go against him. You got to go against Josh Allen. And you got to go against Aaron Rodgers. So you better, you better have your popcorn ready. Exactly. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun, fun month of December. Without yeah. a doubt, it's going to be nice around the holidays for us to be in the middle of something, you know, and feeling good about the team, you know. We were winning football games last year, Mike, but we were winning them ugly. You know, I mean, this year they're fun. This is a fun football team to watch on both sides of the football. You know, oh, it's been great fun. Yep, it's been great fun. It's been a lot of fun to watch. This is the this is the most fun I've had watching a football team in a long while. <laughs> a real long while. Yep. A real long while. Um, got anything else? I think I'm good. I yeah, mean, I think are so you good, too. Mike? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. I will talk more about the 49ers on Wednesday show. I don't want to sure. get too deep into that today. Uh, but I think uh, we talked about them more than what we wanted to. <laughs> probably, probably. You know, which, you know, we listen, we were looking past the Texans <laughs> even before today, you know? Yes. Um, you know, we're excited about this. I'm excited about the challenge the next three weeks. I really am because – it's going to go a long way. Win two, in win two of the three. And if you're going to drop one, to be honest with you, this is the week I'd want to drop it if I had to choose. Adapt 110 percent because it's you know it's a, it's a at a conference game number one. Yes, and I think that they're going to approach the game that way. I think if Armstead needs a week off where he, he's kind of on the bubble of playing, you know maybe they should just let him sit so he's healthy for this I absolutely run. agree with that I, I do whatever I have to do to be ready for the Chargers and the uh Bills you know in the, the next two games away. after because those are must wins as far as I'm concerned conference yep conference yep. games you know San Diego's still in the mix with yep. their win today so you've got to beat these teams once you do you know then you're solving a lot of the problems it doesn't matter what anybody else does, as long as you just keep on winning. So they're in good shape. So we'll see what happens. It's going to yep. be like, like, like we both said, it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch here. We're relevant, Mike. We're relevant. That's it. And we're, you know, we're, we're good and relevant, you know, not just, uh, you know, tinkering on mediocrity. We're not scratching and clawing and fighting and just barely hanging on to try and win that final wild card spot, you know, that we've done so many times before. Exactly. Right. Right you now, know, they're in really good shape. Right. We're, com- we're competing for the division, and that's where you want to be. Absolutely. So, all right, Lewis. Thanks for joining me this evening. You got it. We'll see you on Wednesday, everybody. We'll right? see you on Wednesday. Absolutely. And uh, until then, fins up, everybody. Fins up, doll fans. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care.